Hey, it's Becca. It's Nancy. It's Brixie. And this is Insane Investigations. Welcome to Insane Investigations Spooky Edition. So today we're going to be talking about the Salem Witch Trials, just because we thought it was a cool Halloween type episode to do. Yes, Yes. definitely. It's not really related to Halloween, but it's just, it gives Halloween vibes. Well, actually, Halloween was a pagan um, ceremony. It's All Hallows' Eve, so... True. Yeah, true. It does kind of link in. There we go, brings the lighting it back. So, we'll dive straight in, I guess. It all started back in 1692 and 1693, and basically the entire town of Salem, Massachusetts, descended into utter chaos as the residents began accusing each other of practicing witchcraft. It got to the point where over 200 people were being accused of witchcraft in such a small space of time and in such a small area, like Salem's population at the time was about 2,000 people and it's about 21 square kilometers or eight square miles. 200's a lot. Like 200 is. Literally ten percent of the population. Yeah, and it's small. It's like really small. Yeah, Though, like Salem in general is just really small. Yeah, and that's the village and the town, and I think most of it happened in the village. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to go. Same. Yeah, I'd love to do like. Nate thinks that we're going to travel around America just for fun of it. But we're going. To, we're going to New Orleans and we're going to Salem. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Place. He just doesn't know. Yeah, <laughs> I would love that. I've always said we're gonna do yeah. it. Yeah, Let's we should. Spooky tour of the US. Road yes. trips. Yes. yes. <laughs> I want to go to like a voodoo priest and like oh, all of it. All of that. Yeah. Anywho, let's get back on track. So, it's not clear what started the trials, but there are a few theories we are going to discuss today, as well as theories as to what could have ended the trials because it was a very short period of time and life just kind of went back to normal. One big theory on how it all started is of course misogyny but there were actually men and even animals accused and executed for witchcraft. An 80 year old farmer named Giles Corey was accused of wizardry in Salem and refused to stand trial. As punishment for this he was pressed to death which is basically where they lay stones on top of him until he is crushed some of the like i've read about like pressing to death things and all the like the medieval torture things some sick mind must have like thought of these and actually when i was in italy we went to like this castle in in ischia the the island of ischia and it had like torture devices in there oh my god of course i was like a kid in a sweetie shop i was like oh my god (laughs) he torture Um, poor alan (laughs) well worth my feet killing me because i've just climbed up a massive cliff just to see these torture devices yeah they were creative yeah very very creative definitely you read some of these stories and even i don't know morbid actually did an episode just on like 
all these like tortured voices and stuff. Yeah. Actually, you'd want to get murdered in like you'd modern prefer times. That, you'd prefer yeah. to get murdered. Yeah. Than, like, then go through some of like, these tortured oh. voices. Yeah. But the torture was usually for people that didn't say they were guilty. Yeah. Yeah. So it was people that were saying they were innocent that then got tortured until they either died or confessed. Or confessed. Yeah. yeah Even whether awesome. they were innocent or not. They didn't care. It Pretty was, similar. It was like you, you, you were, you were set to fail, basically. From yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, with this guy as well, Giles. The whole reason that like he was accused was because his missus was actually accused, and she was eighty years old, and she was like a very religious woman, and her whole life she was always like a woman of God and everything else, and then they turned around they were like she's a witch out of nowhere because he then turned around and like fought with her and was like she's not a witch like you are all crazy like what the hell then they were like you're a wizard and yeah and then they like pressed you're them to death wizard, you're a wizard <laughs> giles and yeah it took him two days he was there with the rocks on him for two days, two days. before yeah. he passed away such slow painful death and he was 80 like, 80 going so through sad. that yeah and the whole reason why he didn't want to confess to it was first of all he didn't want to like show them because then they'd be like we knew it all along yeah you know what i mean he didn't want to do that but then also he was saying that he had like land because he was like a farmer and that land was meant to be like passed down to his kids and if he would have confessed they would have taken that land away from him and then his kids wouldn't have gotten it either which just makes the story even more sad yeah poor giles i know Along with Giles, at least two dogs were executed as well for taking part in witchcraft. So even though gender definitely played a role, like most of the people accused were women, it definitely wasn't the only reason for an entire community to develop immense paranoia. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Like, dogs. Dogs. Like, how is a dog a witch? Yeah. Like, I don't understand it. Some historians have looked into the Salem Witch Trials and its its proximity to the Native American Wars, also known as King Philip's War. And the war took place very close to Salem and anxiety ran really high as the residents were forced to endure attacks and raids that were being conducted throughout Salem. Even after the war had ended, many people continued to live in fear that the neighbouring Native American tribes would return and further attack. A lot of the afflicted women who were accusing other women of bewitching them had been witnesses and victims to some of the early attacks and raids that were held. So a lot of people who studied the trial and the history of Salem believed that a lot of the people who were making these accusations were just suffering from PTSD. Mm -hmm. Historian Mary Beth Norton, though, believes that the war impacted the witch trials in a completely different way. So she says that witchcraft accusations may have been a way of the residents accepting their inadequate defence. She reckons that the residents believed that the reason they were... They had witnessed such horror and loss was because the devil was threatening them now we're just going to talk about some of the people that were accused of witchcraft and like their kind of stories as to what happened to them throughout so the first person we're going to talk about is abigail williams and she was only 12 years old in january of 1692 when strange things began to happen to her and her cousin betty paris it was the strange things happening to Abigail and Betty that started the whole witch trials in Salem 
Abigail was living with Betty and her father, Samuel Paris. One day, both of the girls started having these fits where they would move around a room. At first, it seemed like they were just moving in a hurried manner, but as time went on, it seemed like they were flying around a room. On a visit to the home, Reverend Dioda Lawson saw Abigail have one of these fits and described her as stretching out her arms and shouting, whish, 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 multiple times. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whish, whish, whish. That sounds like, you know, a kid's like, Pretending, pretending, pretending to, to fly. fly. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if that reverend had like traveled to like our time and seen kids pretending to be an airplane going, yeah. She was a witch. Stop. Abigail also claimed that she could see invisible spirits. Other times, Abigail could be seen crying out in pain but no one really knew why and a doctor was brought in to see her after Reverend Lawson and it was him that identified Abigail's behavior as witchcraft. Abigail was convinced that she'd been possessed by witches and her and Betty began accusing multiple people of witchcraft throughout Salem. Abigail was actually a key witness in many of the first cases of witchcraft. Once word of Abigail's accusations spread across Salem, a special cake was invented to expose anyone who was guilty of witchcraft. And all this shit just blows my mind. I'm sorry, there's pulling shit out your arse and then there's what these people did. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god, a witch quick bake cake. <laughs> like, none of it makes sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. So, to make a witch cake, a sample of the victim's urine was taken and mixed with rye meal and ashes. Witch hunters would feed these cakes to dogs that they called the familiars. And these dogs would apparently be the helpers of witches. See, I've heard of cats being familiar, so I hadn't heard of dogs being familiar. Yeah, I, I thought there'd be a, a lot more cats mentioned than dogs. Yeah. yeah. So, under the spell of this magic witch cake, though hunters believed that dogs would reveal the name of the witch responsible for afflicting the victim. On February 26th, 1692, after the first witch cake was made, Abigail Williams accused Tituba, Sarah God and Sarah Osborne, Sarah Osborne of holding supernatural powers attributed to witches. Abigail also claimed that these were the three women afflicting her and all three of them were arrested on February 29th. There are court records showing that Abigail was in attendance at all of the witch trials until her testimony on June 3rd, 1692 when John Willard and Rebecca Nurse were arrested. No one knows what happened to Abigail after that, although there is a book called The Crucible by Arthur Miller about the Salem witch trials, and in that, Abigail becomes a prostitute in Boston. Crucible, I never studied that, and Alan has more, most definitely read that. I haven't read it, but no. i just seen it in the, the research that it mentioned. I think it's a novel, like, it's not factual it, yeah he obviously takes elements and stories that actually happened and uses it but yeah she just kind of vanished like mm. that whole prostitute also like just, just a reminder against. this kid was 12 yeah like it was a child yeah she ran around just going you're a witch you're a witch you're a witch yeah, <laughs> and it was like, like see us later this like pathic child that just wanted to cause mayhem <laughs> literally yeah, she's probably just a bit bored yeah <laughs> but like you were saying with the torture devices that were only for people who denied their crimes because she admitted to witchcraft and started ratting people out they let her live so yeah yeah 
that's why she went around saying you're a witch, you're a witch, you're a witch. Yeah, she's like, oh, I, I can get away with this stuff if I get accused of the people. Yeah. I won't feel the consequences. Yeah. yeah. Which, she was 12, can you blame her? Yeah. So, Tituba, who we mentioned earlier as being one of the first witches accused by Abigail Williams, was actually a slave to Samuel Paris. Tituba's origins are unknown. Some believe that she was born into a Venezuelan tribe called Arawak. I think I'm saying that right. But no one really knows where she came from. In fact, if she wasn't accused of witchcraft, there would actually be no trace of her ever existing. That's mad. So Tituba's main responsibility was to look after Betty and Abigail coming up to the witch trials. And she became quite close with Betty during that time. After Abigail and Betty's fits, the symptoms spread throughout Salem, including two of their friends, Anne Putnam and Elizabeth Hubbard, who were suffering from visions and hallucinations. So when doctors couldn't find anything medically wrong with the four girls, a hunt for the witch afflicting these, quote, poor white girls began. I say that Abigail was probably, like, jealous that Tuba was getting close to Betty and then convince the other girls to like jump on board with her scheme yeah Yeah. it sounds like it i think betty was younger as well so i'd say the two girls because abigail just moved in with them i'd say they were all kind of younger than abigail so maybe Mm. looked up to her yeah yeah that makes sense so on march 1st 1692 tatuba sarah good and sarah osborne the three women that abigail accused of witchcraft stood trial Tituba had the longest testimony recorded during the Salem witch trials. Unlike others accused, Tituba admitted to being a witch. And a quote from her is, The devil came to me and bid me serve him. She spun a sordid and detailed account about how a tall, white-haired man in a dark coat ordered her to hurt the children. If she did not, he threatened, then she would die. She then implicated his devious animal minions, a huge black dog, a hog, a black cat, a red cat, a yellow bird, and even an unknown hairy creature who walked on two legs. Tituba then stated that the devil had a book full of names of people afflicted, but would not show her the list. She did, however, state that there were some in Boston and some in Salem. Some imagination that that girl had. I mean, she was all like, you're going to call me a witch, I'll give you the fucking story. Yeah. <laughs> the huge black dog. Is here. We keep going on to Harry Potter in a lot of these episodes, but huge black dog, I think the Grimm. Yeah. You know, the walking on two legs, I think, you know, werewolf. Yeah. Sounds like... I, I actually imagine... I like, imagine Sirius the, Black. Sirius and Lupin. <laughs> yeah. So, because of what Stephen said... Because of this, her life was spared and she was kept in prison so that she could be used to identify practicing witches. So like Abigail, they kept her alive to point out other witches. Mm -hmm. She was eventually released from prison and left Salem with her husband, John, who was also a slave to Samuel Paris. So even though the odds were against her, Tituba was able to manipulate an entire town into setting her free. What happened to her after that is unknown, but nowadays Tituba is a name known from the character in the series Salem. In American Horror Story Coven, some of the characters are descendants of Tituba, which we might talk about more in an American Horror Stories series we're hoping to do. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of American Horror Story storylines that are like 
based on true crime and actual stuff that happened so we're hoping to do a series on that maybe we'll do the first episode of that soon actually yeah Yeah. so sarah good was known as a nuisance to society back in 1692 her and her family were homeless and good often cursed at people who were unwilling to give her charity she stood trial with tatuba who confessed to witchcraft with sarah osborne and both her and Sarah denied all accusations made against them. Unfortunately for her though, Tatuba sold her down the river and said that not only was Sarah a witch, but she was one of the many inhabiting Salem. So Tatuba went out and she brought a lot of people with her. She just yeah, put everyone yeah. under the bus. Like, These are all witches too. <laughs> yeah. As if that didn't seal Sarah's fate, her own husband accused her of being a witch, quoting I with tears that she is enemy to all good. good. They just really loved accusing people of being witches. I know. They yeah. used to all just stand there. like they, She'd literally be standing there and they'd be like, you're a witch, you're a witch. She did this, she did that. Like, it was insane. Madness. I actually studied a play in college called Vinegar Tom by Carol Churchill, I think it was. And it's basically a play about witches with no witches in it. So the people who are being accused of being witches were basically lesbians, asexual, midwives, anything that didn't fit with society's standard of woman. So because like a woman didn't want to have sex with a man, she must be a witch. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of basically what happened though in real life, like with the whole witch trials. It was just people that they felt just weren't conforming to society's expectations. Yeah, exactly. Or like the Bible's expectations. Like if you did anything yeah which like there's no other answer i would have 100 percent been accused of a witch everyone would have been a witch yeah yeah literally if you stepped out a line you're a witch where do you draw the line right because like who's (laughs) to say that fucking one of them doesn't hate your one that lives down the road or like oh i don't like the way linda's looking at my husband today She's a witch. She's a witch. <laughs> Get her. <laughs> That's what happened though. A lot of them are like, oh, she seduced my husband. It's like, no, your husband's a man whore and sleep on the path. Yeah, the but no, it's a woman. <laughs> That's a witch. Yeah. Has to be. So Good seemed like a believable candidate for someone willing to make a deal with the devil. Not only did she curse at people on the street, but she didn't attend church and she was considered a social outcast. So like I we mean, were saying, some point. Yeah. clearly a witch. <laughs> Definitely a witch. She doesn't believe in God, she's a witch. During the trial, a minister asked her to confess to being a witch and her response only seemed to make matters worse. She said, you're a liar. I'm no more a witch than you are a wizard. If you take my life away, God will give you blood to drink. They really loved the theatrics back they then. They really yeah. did. They really made their statements. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, wow. So I think we all could have guessed she was found guilty and she was hanged on July 19th, 1692. Sarah Osborne denied all accusations made against her as well. However, she died in prison, so she didn't guess. Uh, apparently very few witches were actually burned at the stake. So even though that's... Oh, like that's the, the most common... The go-to. Yeah. The go-to ideology of being burned at the stake. Very few were actually Yeah, actually, none yeah. of them that we talk about today were... 
burned at the stake, you know? Yeah, that's mad. So Bridget Bishop was the first woman who was hanged in the Salem witch trials. However, she was being accused of witchcraft long before the witch trials began. Thomas Oliver Bridget's second husband even went as far as saying that she, she was a terrible wife because she sat up with the devil all night. It didn't help Bridget when being tried that both Oliver and her first husband had died. Oliver's children even accused her of bewitching their father to death in 1679, but Bridget had managed to dodge these accusations. Until April 1692, that is, when many girls in Salem were accusing Bridget of bewitching them, and as soon as Bridget stepped out into court, all of the girls went into fits. Ten of Bridget's neighbours testified against her, accusing her of using voodoo dolls and sending her spectre after them. Apparently, during a physical assessment of Bridget, a witch's mark was found on her body. Yeah, so that was basically a mole. A mole? Yeah, <laughs> that's... You know, like, they'd look for um, birthmarks and moles and things like that. And yeah. if they, they'd, like, shove a pin into a birthmark, and basically, if you didn't, like, bleed or show pain, then you were a witch. But I'm sorry, women's pain threshold is really fucking high. I would have been like, ah! Yeah, screaming <laughs> yeah. in agony. <laughs> Drop to the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though. <laughs> like, they played a part being like, I'm a witch and this is what the devil yeah. looks like, but you can't scream when they poke you in <laughs> you. That's true. So, all of this along with the accusations of making things move with her mind led her to a guilty conviction. On June 10th, she was taken to Gallows Hill and hanged. Her death warrant said on June 10th, 1692, High Sheriff George Corwin took Bridget Bishop to the top of Gallows Hill and hanged her alone from the branches of a great oak tree. Now the honest men of Salem could sleep in peace, sure that the shape of Bridget would trouble them no more. I looked it up as well and a lot of... Burnham Witches at the Stake was more of a European thing. So when we talk about the Irish witch trials, we'll probably talk more about Ooh, being Ooh, okay. At the stake. Interesting. So Martha Carrier didn't actually live in Salem, but in a nearby town, Andover. But she had an infamous reputation. Many believe that Martha had brought smallpox to the town in 1690, killing 13 people which seemed to put many people against her as when the witch trials began, she was among the first to be accused. Also 13? The number 13? 13 oh yeah, people. and it was just Friday the 13th. Oh. Yeah. So on May 28, 1692, Martha was arrested and during her trial, the girls who accused her of afflicting them with violent fits testified against her. Goody Carrier, she bites me, pinches me, and tells me she would cut my throat. Another girl said she saw 13 ghosts representing the 13 people who died of smallpox. Martha insisted she hadn't done any of the things she was being accused of, but Salem had turned against her. Her sons were tortured into confessing that their mother was a witch and another resident of Andover accused her of being a witch for six years and even claimed that she attended witch meetings. Carrier was hanged on August 19th, 1692. During this case, Cotton Mather called her a rampant hag and the queen of hell. That's a bit fucked up. Rampant. Cotton Mather was like this minister who 
came from a long line of well-respected ministers and he basically kind of started the whole witch hunt okay but then he also ended it later saying that the different things that they were doing to figure out if people were witches was wrong and they shouldn't have been doing it yeah so his whole part in the witch trials is very confusing like a lot of things contradict each other so that's why i didn't really mention him but that's who he is for a little bit of context. context So, at the beginning of 1693, hysteria began to die down and people weren't as freaked about witches, like the paranoia was kind of simmering. Governor William Phipps, who was the governor throughout the trials, ordered an end to the trials as his wife was being accused of witchcraft. (laughs) So, once it kind of got to his family, he was like, right, that's enough. Yeah. (laughs) There's no such thing as witches. We made it up. (laughs) So, after 20 people and two dogs had fallen victim to the witch trials, they finally came to an end. But again, 20 people who were most definitely not witches. Yeah. And you know what they all believe actually happened nowadays? No. So, you know the way, obviously, they were talking about the witch cake and how it was, like, made up of rye or whatever. Rye and these other grains play, like, a vital role as part of their whole... Yeah. Like, it was their main food source, basically. And there's a fungus that is found in rye and... The other grains, I can't remember the list of them off the top of my head, but there was like other ones as well, but primarily rye and stuff. That by ingesting that, if you end up eating rye that has been contaminated with this fungus, you get like this certain poisoning from it, and it causes you to have like fits, seizures, hallucinations. You can end up like hearing stuff, you just feel like you're losing your mind. And it's actually that fungus is one of the main components in LSD. Yeah, that oh. makes sense. So people think that everyone was just basically tripping balls back then and everyone was like witch 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 <laughs> and then maybe when like the new like season of farming like they got new grains and then yeah and then they were fine and then even with the whole thing with the witch cake with the dogs like how the dogs would determine if a person was a witch or not because obviously do you remember the cake was made up with the witch's urine yeah if they were infected with that fungus it'd be passed through in the urine and then when the dog would ingest it the dog would start having symptoms mm-hmm. as well well, and they'd then be they were rye as well. Yeah, so they'd be they'd be like witch, witch, witch. <laughs> the dog's a witch. The person's a witch. Oh my god! Like is that not just insane? That's actually yeah. men, yeah. and that's probably what that, no, yeah, like that's well, it's not proven fact that that's exactly but what that's like happened here, of, but it's proven it fact that this sense. is something that actually happens in yeah. real life. Like this isn't a theory. Like this is actually something that that happened yeah, yeah there's like a whole scientific name for it i can't, I can't remember well, that's probably what happened in salem is what i'm saying that's yeah more than likely. it makes sense yeah because mm. see the thing was people were like oh maybe they were actually witches and maybe all of it was real because people were actually showing real symptoms people would see these people having seizures they'd you know yeah they'd be talking about seeing things and having hallucinations and people were like well you're clearly a witch you know what i mean but yeah they obviously that don't know. is madness I know. So they were all just tripping balls the whole time. Basically. And the ones who got the worst symptoms got fucking executed. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> well, there you go. That's the same witch trials. That's high. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad trip. <laughs> <laughs> but 
yeah i think that's it for today don't forget to follow us on spotify and you can follow us on all of our social media at insane investigations podcast and you can always go to our patreon if you want and follow us there subscribe to us i still don't really get the patreon lingo but do whatever you do and we're gonna have some more content up there soon as well so until next time bye